Uh, welcome everyone to a special uh, Shimru program. We're up to the 14th Malacha, the Malacha of Menapsai, combing. Combing. Uh, where was combing done in the Mishkan? Well, once the wool was cleaned, that's what we did last week. Last week we were busy cleaning the wool off the sheep that we shorn. So after the wool was cleaned, you have to dye it and then you spin it. But you can't dye and spin the wool, the wool if the wool is all tangled up and clumped together and it's not ready to be processed yet. So first you have to uh, comb it out and smooth out the fibers. That's menapsai. And um, so you might think this is not a very relevant malacha. Who's combing out wool? Raise your hand if you have sheep in your backyard. Not too many, uh, not too many people answered in the affirmative. So most people are not... Uh, combing the wool of their sheep. But nevertheless, uh, what's interesting is when we discuss combing one's hair on Shabbos, the prohibitions that are discussed are goizes, shearing, because you might pull out the hair. But nobody brings up the subject of combing. <laughs> you would think, what would be the prohibition of combing hair on Shabbos? Combing! No, that it never comes into the discussion. And that is really going to be the main focus of our discussion today. But combing primarily uh, um, applies to the wool of sheep or linen. The Ramam says, what is the Av Malacha? The Ramam says, One who combs wool, or linen, or red wool. And the question is, why does the Ramam have to give an example of a color of wool? And the Shevet Alevi says, because you might think that if you comb wool that's already dyed, this is not uh, a usual thing, because usually you first comb it and then dye it. But nevertheless, the Ramam says in all of these uh, situations, you're chayev. How much wool do you need to comb in order to be chayev? Enough wool in order to spin uh, one thread that's four tfachim long. It's interesting. How much wool do you need to comb? Enough wool to be able to spin a thread of... For Why do we judge how much wool you're chayev for combing by the material that you would spin? This implies that one of the chief functions of combing is to prepare the wool for spinning. Okay, that is the Av Malacha. What is the Tolda of the Malacha? The Ramam says, es hagidim, one who beats sinews. So you, you take the sinew of an animal and you beat it until it becomes like wool. To spin it, that is a tolda of combing. So again, we see the purpose of niputz is, the purpose of combing is for spinning. Okay, now, there are many different categories of what could fall under the umbrella of combing. As we're going to see, there are three possible things. The Gemara Baba Kama, on Dav Tzadi Gimel talks about a ganav who he steals wool and then he washes it. And the Gemara says, In one case he, he did niputz, in one case he did combing. What is niputz and what is combing? Rashi says niputz is biyad, yarpir, and sirake is bimasrek, with a comb. So niputz implies with your hand. Simple Rashi seems to be interpreting niputz is with one's hands. Elsewhere, Rashi in Sukkah says, nafitz b'masrek, you comb with a comb. 
Others in uh, Masech the Shabbos on Dafayin Gimel, the Bartanura, translates Menapsoi, where you beat it with a rod. So Nipos could potentially be one of three things. Combing with your finger, combing with a utensil, or beating something when you beat a sinew, so now you make it usable as a thread. Okay, now the Gemara talks about the following scenario. How did they shear sheep in the, in the Mishkan for making the curtains of the Mishkan? So the Gemara says like this, and that's Ayin Da'an Umebeis. Amar Rabba Barachon Rav Yechlan, HaToive Tzemer Shalgabe Behima B'Shabes Chayiv Shalish HaToiz. If you spin wool while the wool <coughs> is already on the sheep, you have three carbonos. Three inches, right? So here you're standing there, the sheep is uh, bah, and uh, while the wool is on the sheep, you're spinning it. Now in order to spin it, that means you uh, somehow um, maybe sheared it, you combed it, you spun it, and you have all three chatois. For what? The Gemara says for goizes, for shearing, and for combing, and for spinning. And the Gemara quotes the question of Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana said, this is not how you uh, typically shear. This is not how you typically spin. This is not how you typically comb. Ein derech giza bekach. Ein derech nipos bekach. Ein derech tevia bekach. You certainly do not comb it while it's on the sheep, typically. You certainly do not spin it while it's on the sheep, typically. And the Gemara says, uh, really, you don't? But they said in the name of Nehemiah, that in the Mishkan, they would wash the wool on the on the goat, and they would spin the wool on the goat. So the Gemara says that was an extra special talent, but most regular people do not know how to spin, do not know how to um, comb wool while it's still on the sheep. And therefore, if somebody typically combs wool while it's on the sheep, or spins wool while it's on the sheep, they are putter. So again, the Gemara is saying the typical way to do combing is when it's off the sheep. The typical way to do spinning is when it's off the sheep. If you comb and you spin when it's on the sheep, you are potter. Okay. Then, um, the Rambam says as follows. Hatoive eshatsemer menachai potter. If you spin wool on a sheep, your potter, based on what we said in the Gemara, that it's not typical to spin wool while it's still on the sheep. It's not derech giziza bekach, ein derech niputz bekach, vein derech tevia bekach. That is what the uh, emerges from the Gemara. Now, now we come to something very interesting. The Gemara says that if you thresh, if you comb, or if you do menafet, menafet is striking, they're all one malacha. Now this is talking around, she says, about flax on the stalk. So you have flax. Let's see who's in the share today. I haven't said hello to anyone. Most people are scared to come show themselves. But uh, a few people have the... Oh, okay. So uh, anybody have a flax growing in their backyard? No, no sheep and no flax. There you go. Alan, where do you live? I don't... Where? London. Okay. No flax? No, no sheep either, huh? 
Okay. Okay, there you go. So if you if you um, beat flax in its stalk, then the Gemara says it's all one malacha, and they're all forms of threshing. Says Rashi, vehamenafet, one who beats. So Rashi says if you beat cotton with a rod, the way uh, craftsmen do, or um, says Rashi, since cotton grows from the ground. You, uh, it's striking, is called threshing, because you separate it from its seed, and it's not a tolda of menafets, but rather, beating flax, or beating cotton, are all under the general malacha of threshing, not combing, because they grow from the ground. So something that you beat, that go, grows from the ground, is not typically comb, it's considered threshing. However, the Rambam says, if you beat uh, wool or linen, you're chayiv for uh, combing. So this is a this is a question: Is combing applicable when you beat uh, flax, or is threshing applicable? So the Chay Adam has a very interesting uh, shita. The Chay Adam says that you would be chayiv both. In the opinion of the Chay Adam, if you beat flax, it is both threshing. You're separating the stalk from the flax. And it's considered combing. And uh, the Shevet Halevi explains the Chay Adam, it's talking about by beating the flax. So first of all, you separate the husk. And second of all, what you're doing is you're creating a number of fibers from the linen. Okay, so here, from the flax. So here we go. We're gonna, this is the main subject and the, the meat and potatoes of today's shear. And we're going to discuss two very important halachas. Aside from Hilchais Cholent, the most important branch of Halachais on Hilchais Shabbos is Hilchais Shetals. Can a woman brush or comb her Shetal on Shabbos? So the first question that we have to ask is, is it um, Nipos? Is it considered combing? The second question we have to ask is, is one allowed to comb or brush their hair on Shabbos? Forget about a Shetal. Can one comb or brush your hair on Shabbos? So let's jump into um, straight into the Gemara. Take a look in the bottom right. The Gemara says in Nazir Daf Mem Beis, Nazir. We know a Nazir is not to take a haircut. So Nazir Choyfeif Umefas Beis. A Nazir is allowed to wash his hair on, um, and we're not afraid his hair is going to fall out. A Nazir is allowed to sort of separate his hair. He's allowed to comb his hair with his fingers. And we don't have to be uh, concerned that his hair is going to fall out because it's not certain that his hair will fall out. A Nazar cannot comb his hair. Why can a Nazar not comb his hair? Because someone who combs their hair, their intention is to remove uh, loose hairs. And therefore, the, the Nazar is not allowed to remove hair and he cannot comb his hair. So the Gemara seems to be saying that combing is the same thing as goizes and the kavana of Combing is to remove loose hairs. Rashi says the same, that a Nazir cannot uh, comb his hair, but the reason Rashi gives is because it's inevitable, hair will certainly, will definitely fall out. So the bottom line is, how does the Shulchan Aruch Paskin, is one allowed to comb their hair on Shabbos? Shulchan Aruch Paskins, absolutely not. Simen, Shin, Gimel, Seif, Chav, Zayin. Asur, Lisroik, Bimasik, B'Shabbos. You cannot use a brush or a comb on Shabbos, even if it's made out of 
uh, pig hair, and it's not so hard. One is not allowed to brush their hair on Shabbos. It would be a potential Isr Raisa because you're removing hair. You're removing hair from your head. It's inevitable, and uh, therefore one would not be permitted to brush their hair on Shabbos. However, the Mishnah Bura says that um, you're allowed to uh, you're allowed to arrange your hair, okay? Because that's not a that is not a psikresha. That is not an inevitable consequence. Um, the Mishnah Bura says, "What is wrong with uh, combing your hair?" And so, what if hair falls out? Mishnah Bura says that's goizes, that's sharing, and it's a tolda of goizes. By the way, the Mishnah Bura does say that under the following two circumstances, you would be allowed to, if you use a brush that is extremely sparse and soft bristles, something like a baby brush, where it's not inevitable that hair will, will um, fall out. And secondly, if you designate it only for Shabbos, then it would be permitted. But uh, that's not an easy uh, entity or item to get a hold of. So under most circumstances, one cannot brush their hair on Shabbos. So what about brushing a sheta? Say, brushing a sheta, what's the problem? The reason you can't brush your hair is because the hair is attached to a living entity. But most women in India who give up their hair for a sheto, they're, they're not giving up their head with the sheto. The, in other words, uh, the hair is sent to America, but the hair is not on the head, or at least you hope so. So the hair is already not attached. So why, why would a woman not be allowed to brush a sheto? Uh, for a man to brush his hair, it's pulling hair out of a living entity. The sheitol's dead already. So, there's no problem of goizes. Yeah, but we forgot about the main malacha, and the main malacha of combing is niputz. Is it niputz? Is it considered the same way you're now to brush the wool of a sheep after the wool is disattached? Can a woman brush her sheitol after the hair is no longer attached to the sheitol? That is the million dollar question. And another question we have to address is why in the whole discussion about brushing hair on Shabbos is the question, is it goizes, is it not goizes, is it sharing, is it not sharing? Forget about sharing. What about combing? Combing is one of the Lama Tesmalachas. The same way you're not a comb the wool of a sheep, why would one be allowed to comb their, the hair on their head? Now one of the answers to that would, might be because you're only now to comb the hair on a sheep because it's not attached to the sheep. But if it is attached to the sheep, you're allowed to comb the hair of a sheep. So that's why you could comb your hair. There's no issue of niputz by combing the hair because the hair is attached. The isr is goizes. So let's begin with this question. What is the malacha of combing? The Rambam said you can't beat sinews on Shabbos and it's a tolda of combing. Why is it only a tolda of combing? Why isn't it the Av Malacha? Why isn't uh, beating sinew on Shabbos the Av Malacha? After all, you're making something fit as a fiber, as a thread. So the Avnei Nezer says, because Gidim are usually not made into threads for the purpose of spinning. So even though you're beating these sinews for the purpose of spinning, but since in general... They're not usually meant for the purpose of spinning. Anything which is not oimed to be spun will not be the av malacha, but will be the tolda of the malacha. 
The Kenei Boisem gives a different svara. He says a very interesting svara. He says that Nipot's combing is not only for the purpose of separating uh, various items into separate entities. Combing is not just to separate one mass into various entities. The main or one of the main elements of combing is removal of refuse and dirt and entang- um, something which is uh, a filth or, or a waste matter. So when you comb sinews, when you beat the sinews, and, they, and now they look like fibers and string, you're not cleaning anything out. You're not uh, removing waste. And therefore, that, I, that element of removal of waste is that which is needed for it to be an av malacha. It would still be an isr but it would not be an av, it would be a tolda. So the Knei Boisim says the definition of an av malacha of combing is separating for the purpose of cleaning out waste, and the Avnei Nezer says the definition of the Av Melacha is something which is usually made to be spun. Okay, so now let's deal with the following question. Why is it that the Shulchan Aruch and the Mishnah Bura, when they talk about combing here, the Mechaber says it's Asr to comb here because it's Goizeh's sharing. And the Mishnah Bura says if uh, you have a special brush, and it won't inevitably pull out here, then you're allowed to comb your hair. Again, that's that's rare, but the issue at hand is goizes. But what about nipots? Why isn't there a prohibition of combing when it comes to combing hair? So the Avnei Nezer says the following idea. The same way it's only an Av Malacha if the item is designated for spinning... And a, and a gidim, which are not designated for spinning, if you beat it, it would only be a tolda. If something which is not designated for spinning, and you're not combing it to spin, right? Most people, not the most people, everyone, people who comb their hair, they're not combing their hair to spin it afterwards. They're not going to be making a sweater out of their hair. So, the same way, only something which is made to be spun is an avmalacha, only something that your kavana is to spin it is usher. If your kavana is not to spin it, you're allowed to comb it. That's why in the discussion, in the discussion of combing your hair, nobody says you're not allowed to comb your hair on Shabbos because it's combing. Because the melacha of niputz is only applicable if you comb to spin. If you don't comb to spin, it's not combing. There's a different problem. It's goizes, it's sharing. But the issue, the issue of combing is not applicable because you're not combing to spin. And this is somewhat meduyuk in the Rambam. The Rambam says when you, when you beat sinews to make wool in order to spin it, that means the definition of the malacha is in order to spin it. So according to that, according to this svar of the Avnei Nezer, and by the way, this is the Avnei Nezer, Chelek Alev Simen Kuf Ayin, the Avnei Nezer says, the reason why when you comb your hair, there's no Isser of Niputz, is because you don't intend to spin it. Could a woman comb her Sheitel on Shabbos? Yes! There's no shearing because it's not attached. And there's no combing because no woman is going to be spinning her Sheitel. Whoever spins a woman's Sheitel will be summarily executed immediately. So, 
Well, you didn't find that funny. I know, it's very serious. This is a, it's an actual um, repercussion. So, since no, nobody is combing a shetel to spin the hair, according to this Torah of the Avnei Nezer, it would be mutter for a woman to comb her shetel. But then the Avnei Nezer gives another svara. And he says the malacha of, the reason why nobody speaks about the Isra of combing in the context of combing your hair is because combing only applies to something not attached to the original entity. But since hair is attached to the original entity, there is no Isra of combing. Accordingly, a woman shaitil which is not attached to the original head, there would be an Isra of combing and it would be prohibited for a woman to comb her shaitel. So, so far we have one solid svara to allow a woman to comb her shaitel on Shabbos, namely the Avnei Nezer, that Nipot's combing is only applicable to something where your intention is to spin it. If your intention is not to spin it, it is okay. Another possible svara is what we mentioned earlier from the Kenei um, that the pro- you're not combing the shaitel to clean out any uh, waste product from it. And that might also mitigate the severity of the prohibition. And then this holy booklet quotes another uh, very solid svara, namely the svara of the Sefer Torah's Hamalachos, page 151. He says, what does the word nipots mean? Anybody familiar with this Pasuk in Tehillim? Teroyim b'shevet barzel kechli yoytzer tenapetzim. He, you smash them with an iron rod, like a vessel of a potter, you shatter them. Tenapetzim, niputz, could mean to shatter. Now how does kom mean to shatter? Or we know that Klal Yisrael um, were scattered throughout Mitzrayim to look for uh, straw, penafots. What is, what is the root? What is the true meaning of the word nafots? Nafots is to have one solid entity and then you break them up into uh, individual pieces. So for example, uh, flax. So when you harvest the flax, um, it's in larger pieces, it's in masses, and you comb them in order to make one mass, multiple strands. Or wool, when it's on the sheep, it's uh, tangled together, and you comb it to, to create separate units. However, says the Sefer Taras Hamalachas, when it comes to hair, hair is not one mass. Hair grows as separate strands. After the fact, it gets tangled up. So when you're combing it, you're not producing separate strands, you're merely re- returning it to its original state. So perhaps combing hair the malacha of niputz is not possible. Niputz means like to shatter. When you shatter something, you take one entity, you make it into a number of entities. As opposed to hair, you're not taking one entity and breaking it down into many entities. You are returning the individual entities into the state that they were originally in. Furthermore, and, and therefore, that is not similar to niputz, tenapsem, where you're not shattering it. It was always separate entities. Furthermore, the word niputz implies that after you uh, create separate entities, it will stay that way. As opposed to when one combs their hair, 
Maybe temporarily the hairs stand by themselves, but in no time at all, they will become tangled again. When you comb wool, it remains combed. When you comb flax, it remains combed. But because the result of combing hair does not stay, so that's not called putting something into separate entities. And based on that, the Torah's HaMalacha suggests that it would be permitted for a woman to comb her shetel on Shabbos. So again, we brought um, a number of Svaras Lohakel to allow a woman to comb her shetel on Shabbos. Number one, she's not combing it for the purpose of spinning it. Number two, you're not taking one entity and making uh, other a number of other entities. By the way, um, both of these svaras apply to combing one's hair. The only thing is, when you comb your actual hair, as we mentioned a number of times already, there's a different iser, and that is the iser of giza, goizes, that is the iser of sharing. Now in the Sefer Archa Shabbos, he brings that there is another possible uh, pitfall and stumbling block in um, brushing a shetel, namely, a shetel is considered a garment, considered a garment. By the way, some forbid washing a shetel in the nine days because it's called laundry. Laundry? Why is it called laundry? Because a shetel is not hair, it's a garment. In other words, we, we know that um, there are two di- distinct prohibitions in the nine days. There's bathing and there's laundry. So washing a shetel does not come under the category of, of washing, which might, there might be certain leniencies if somebody is uh, uh, mefunak, but rather it comes under the category of laundry. Shetel is a garment. In that case, tearing hair is koirea, says the Archa Shabbos. And therefore, is, in his opinion, one can only comb a shetel if it will not inevitably call, cause the hair to fall out, and that's not your kavana. Okay, so st- these are some thoughts of the malacha of niputz, of uh, combing. Uh, the, I think one of the gems of this uh, presentation, um, we thank Rabbi Brett and his partner for putting this together, is the idea of the Avnei Nezer, that combing is not just the malacha of combing per se, but it's getting the wool or the linen ready to be spun. And that does present a number of uh, leniencies when it comes to contemporary shilas. Okay, Rabbi, so we're going to hold it over here for this week. Hope to see everybody next week. Thank you everyone for joining. Bracha v'hatzlacha. Have a amazing Shabbos. Kol tov.